Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. In this week's episode, the guys use some new statistical data to break down why the real estate market is the way it is in the summer of 2023, all while enjoying Dexter Three Wood Straight Bourbon. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks, powered by Living in Colorado at the Mile High Perspective. My name is Charlie Sardelli, and as always, I'm here with... Jameson Amaros. And uh, Oscar's in the barrel again. Yep, he's back. Yep. yep. He's back. Um, but guys, we're just Colorado realtors here doing this podcast for you on a weekly basis to bring you the best information around current news, the real estate market, and just overall wanting to have conversations with you about it. Yeah, that's, that about sums it up, right. right? Oh, wait, we can't forget. While we do that, we enjoy some fine, delicious... Tasty bourbon. Or whiskey. Or whiskey. With or without the E as we've learned in the past. (laughs) Right? Well, and I mean, today's episode, we have a regal bourbon whiskey with us today. Apparently. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jameson, tell tell them about how you found it. Uh, Yeah. So we have a Dexter 1862. um, And it is, uh, it's distilled and produced by Brain Brew Whiskey. So fun fact, they're Brain Brew Whiskey because they wanted to remind themselves to always be innovative and thinking forward because whiskey, mm. we've talked about, right, has oh. a really, really long history. Yeah. So thinking forward, think I mean, forward. honestly, that's a, that's a good lead into the topic of today. Exactly. And today's topic, guys, what we want to talk about with you is basically what the market looks like, where it's going, why it is the way it is, um, and just kind of give you some insight on what to expect in the future. Yeah, some of the questions that we fielded recently that we want to touch on are, you know, housing affordability is off the charts in a bad way. Interest rates are high. How are people still buying homes if they can't afford them? Mm-hmm. Um, will inventory ever come back? Should I just rent forever? Yep. What's going to happen next year? Will rates ever come down? Is the housing market going to crash? Well, that's a lot and, of questions. <laughs> well, we get them on a daily basis, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. In our comments, we get them in person. Oh, I mean, every, every, single, every single barbecue you go to this, this summer, if you're a realtor and you talk about the market, everyone's going to talk about how bad it is. Dude, I got my hair cut yesterday. And he's like, hey, what's on your dock Looking today? Looking good, I was like, sir. Hey, thank you. Looking thank you. good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Scissors and Scotch, shout out. Castle Rock, uh, which also one of my favorite places to go because when you get a haircut at Scissors and Scotch, you get a free drink in my case, an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. And there I usually get it with uh, Buffalo Trace. So. And they do a good job. They, they do, do a good job. job. It's a solid fade you yeah, got going. They do a good job. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as short as I normally go, but uh, I feel I, I'm also the guy that I just don't like. Oh, it's yeah. like at a restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if my order's wrong, I'm like, take this back. <laughs> I'm like, oh my Put God. Put the hair this back is great. On my Thanks. head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'll work with it. And it just means I'm about to get my hair cut sooner, which is probably their marketing plan anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know you're a business owner. Yeah. <laughs> that's the marketing plan. Like, listen, plan. this four week turnaround time for haircuts is not working. We need to cut this down like two and a half. So when they say bald fade, go like a zero or a point We're five. Losing, losing revenue on the bourbon. Most people aren't going to say anything anyway. So just do it. <laughs> I think exactly. that's what it is. But yeah, and I mean, it, with, with the way that the market is, and, and you know, you've heard us talk about it last week and, and weeks prior, that yeah. we're honestly in a position where this is, this is a market that not a lot of people have experienced before in their life. No, nobody has experienced it. Exactly. Uh, and, I, and I think that before we get into everything, what you guys have to understand is what we are experiencing currently is an artificial construct of yes. a housing market. It mm. was not, it, we are not in a market that was formed by a natural cyclical yes. series of events. This mm-hmm. was 
constructed a direct byproduct it of was, the pandemic. Yes, it like was that, that, exactly. Of the pandemic and of very, very poor monetary policy we talked about, but this is constructed. This is not natural. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I don't know, seeing a pig that weighs 950 pounds with traps <laughs> versus like a normal, like 350 pound pig. Like that does not look yeah, like it should there, be the way it is. There's some growth hormone going on yeah, in there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what we're dealing with. So it's, it's, there are a bunch of fair questions and like, try to say, I got my haircut and the first thing the guy asked was, Hey, what do you do? I'm a realtor. Oh my God. How's the market? I'm like, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. So exactly. we're going to try and kind of clear up where we're at and why we're at, mm -hmm. where we're at and where we're going and why we're going, where we're going. That was that was that was a web of a web of words there. A web of words. I like it. It's a worldwide like web of words. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go ahead and pour out the uh, Dexter, right? Let's do it. And uh, you go ahead, give him some info on it. Cool. Um, so Dexter is like we talked about, Brain Brew Whiskey. They started back in 2016, um, and they had a collaboration with a bunch of different distillers, and we're just kind of figuring out best the best ways to brew really really good tasting smooth whiskey. Um, their Woodcraft Bourbon Blender LLC is their franchising company. So you can actually franchise this out and you can distill your own oh, wow. bourbon or whiskey. So they want to make it essentially accessible to everybody. Okay. But the Dexter Bourbon Company is its own company. That's what we're drinking today. Nice. And what the we've we've had whiskeys on here that are like, you know, made by biochemical engineers yep. and scientists and all these different things. And at the end of the day, most of what the flavor of bourbon or whiskey is produced from is the interaction between the wood and the actual distilled bourbon, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And what happens is the bourbon gets absorbed into the wood when it's hot out and then gets released back into the rest of the bourbon barrel when it gets cold. So mm -hmm. hot summer days, cold summer nights. What these guys did was they took 200-year-old reclaimed oak barrels. Okay. They distilled their bourbon in them, and then they put them in a climate-controlled environment where they can control the degrees, the temperature, by a tenth of a degree. Science, bitches. So they essentially <laughs> blended the fact that you have a 200-year-old barrels mm -hmm. with the scientific advances that allow them to essentially climate control yeah. what those barrels experience. And they've done thousands of different temperature variations and time variations and all these different mm -hmm. things to create what they created. And what this is, is 100 proof, 50%, uh, caramel notes, maple, a uh, little bit of a burn, uh, and this is a this is a three wood three wood bourbon correct. right yep. so is it maple oak and, and cherry cherry okay yep. nice I mean the the neck pour that we that we had beforehand you guys saw it in the in the shot it it was it was interesting mm -hmm. um, but again that's the neck pour it's going to be the hottest yep. part of the part of the bottle so now that we've poured this out and and you know we're we got to sit in for a little bit there was there was something that you mentioned earlier when we were when we were looking up basically what the about the bourbon that. Obviously, we've all seen the AI kick, right? Everybody's utilizing AI, Photoshop, Canva, bourbon right now. And what's really cool about this is you can actually go on their website. Not their website. So it's at their distiller. Oh, at the distiller. In, oh, and by the way, they're based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. Um, and it's at their tasting room distillery. And you essentially go on your phone. You answer 13 questions about how you like your bourbon, taste, flavors, profiles, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. The AI processor then goes, okay, we're going to blend from their barrels, because they have all that input, yep. into a neat pour that is specific to that person's taste based on those oh, questions. Man. So hey you guys. could have eight different people at the bar tasting, yep. and every single one of those individuals will have a slightly different pour. Well, hey, viewers, listeners, please blow us up, man. I'd love to, I'd love to take a trip out there and, and 
give you guys the experience of, of doing that with us because I mean that that sounds awesome. Yeah, which is cool because so and they, to go a little bit further in history because this is just a cool fact. So uh, Dexter was a world famous whiskey distiller in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, not which Kentucky. In the 1800s, I also just found this out. 85% of the uh, world's whiskey was distilled and produced in Cincinnati, Ohio. So he became huh. so world famous that he had the future King Edward and Charles Dickens come over to his house and taste his whiskey and hang out with this man. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Could you imagine creating a bourbon so good that, that people wanted to come sit with you to Dude, drink it? I, yeah, that's, that's wild. That's cool. So you go from that to now we have AI-powered <laughs> tasting rooms. Uh, I'd love to see the wild. I'd love to see like the tubing. I know right? on how it like yeah. pulls because yeah. like that. I don't know why that's just me. Like the OCD yeah. in me, which I would love to just see the individual bourbons. Like so, pour. I can't decide if I'd rather see like a really really new age like polyurethane see through tube yep. like neon lights that light up because <laughs> it's AI, or you have this AI-powered system. And it's just like steaming hunk rustic. of rustic <laughs> copper, like just apparatus. Just every every so time it pushes a new bourbon, it's like, like <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like an awesome. old school locomotive train, but powered by AI. And I think yep. it'd be fun to see. I like it. The, the old mixing with the new. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you said that this is this is top one hundred in spirits. Spirits. So it's yeah. So in twenty twenty, it was top one voted top one hundred spirits in the world, which includes spirits, right? Yeah. Not cast with a friendly ghost spirits, but whiskey, <laughs> vodka, Woo! gin, rum, bourbon, all that kind of stuff. Cognac, all that, right? Of the top 100 spirits in the world, only 12 were bourbons, and this is one of them. All right. Well, I'm excited you guys get to come along on this on this tasting journey with us because I, I I mean I'm ready for it. And and honestly, we didn't have an opening before, and so I'm interested to see, especially with the glass, yep. how, how it how it works and how it smells, how it tastes. So let's go ahead and get into let's it. Let's do it. First off, of course, cheers. Oh, yeah. Can't forget Oscar in the barrel. <laughs> it's like monkeys in a barrel. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. Oscar I mean, just right off the bat, the, the color on this for, for a, a, a hundred proof. Yep. I mean, it's, it's clear you don't really see anything in there. Mm-mm. You know, and, and with some of the other bourbons, and Smoke Wagon is almost infamous for it for me, is you can see some of the... Some of the particulates yes. in it. Yes. This is is clear. The amber color. I mean, this. They. I could probably replace this with the with the guy's cane off of Jurassic Park. Oh for yeah. For the amber color, yeah. like mm-hmm. it, and it would work perfectly. Yeah. And Does yours I mean, have a fossilized mosquito. Like the the legs on it, even. It not very runny, a lot of structure to it, especially with how sweet it smells. Yeah. I would kind of expect it to be a little bit stickier, but. Wow. Yeah, and I mean for a hundred proof, just right on the nose. I'm I mean, you can definitely meat. smell the, the ethanol, like you can yes. smell the burn, but it goes away. Nothing compared to no. like the 120 we had last week. No, um, no, my 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 nostrils are still clear. Yeah, <laughs> not clear. Doesn't matter of fact, it's in my house, and I have not I have not <laughs> tasted it, it since. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the, the notes, that maple, that the, the the sweetness of the wood. You get the cherry a little bit. Yeah, it yep. punches through. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and get this get this sip in here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's a that's, that's so, a top one hundred spirit sip. As that is very good. One of the things, like especially with higher proofs, right, hundred mm-hmm. hundred and up. If I take a sip and I hold it in my mouth, yep. it, I kind of would like to see how quickly 
mm-hmm. the burn starts to set yeah, in to where yeah, it like half as well. Mm-hmm. I, this is this is very smooth. Yeah, even with the breathe through. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a it's a beautiful contrast from last week where yes. the burn just smacked you the whole yep. time. But this it more caresses you. Yes. Yes. More it's, lovingly. It's, <laughs> treat you yeah. right. Yeah, I was abused last week. Yeah. 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 That, was, 100%. that was like a military parent versus this is more of like a house on Put the hair on mom. your chest. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it a little bit more. Yes. Um, as far as the flavor goes, I mean, the, the complexity is definitely there, mm-hmm. even on the first sip. The burn, you definitely get it, but 100% immediately gives way to the flavors. Yeah. I, I think it's High West. It is High West. Yeah. Uh, that, and we haven't had it on this show. Charlie's tasted it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a, uh, a limited edition bourbon that they come out with once a year called Midsummer Night's Dram. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of my all-time favorite whiskeys. I can see the, yeah, I can um, see the comparison. This sure. is very similar. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm just, honestly, it's, now it's becoming more evident to me that the higher the proof, and I think 100 is kind of our sweet, our sweet spot, yeah. that the better flavor complexity that you have at the higher proof mm-hmm. definitely adds to the, to the overall, like, enjoyment and, yeah. and satisfaction from the bourbon rather than last week again we rated it we rated it all right it was it was good for what it was especially once you put the water in it but at the same time you know i like to always think of our bourbons as first-time drinkers yep you know and this is definitely something that i could see somebody enjoying at, at Dude, if somebody showed day. up to like a poker night or something with with a bottle of this i'd be like well and even like i'll, I'll, I'll see if i can put the close-up on it again the bottle yeah, but it's <laughs> just like regal. A, yeah, it I, is. I like it. it like really I, I feel like it's regal, but I also feel like you ever watch Westworld? No, I haven't. No, okay. If you guys, man, if you guys I haven't watched a, Westworld, I'm not a watcher of anyway. It, <laughs> speaking of AI and robots and all that shit, it's kind of topical, honestly. But it reminds me, Westworld is based in like an old West fantasy town, okay, run by robots, and then humans coming take a train in to experience these hyper-realistic robots and they can do all, whatever huh. they want with them because they're programmed or whatever, right? But they all, there's always a, an old-school saloon. Yeah. And on the, sh- the shelving behind, it's always a dusty bottle of whiskey because that's mm-hmm. what they drink. And the shape of the bottles looks exactly like this. Mm. The color looks the same. So it kind of just transports me back to... Yeah. <laughs> I'm like in Westworld. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere <laughs> in the old West where I'm like, you know, the bartender shining the glass while he's yep. talking to me and mm-hmm. you know, with a really dirty rag that wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't clean pass... It wouldn't yeah. pass... Uh, he used you know, a spit the, to clean it up. Yeah, the yeah. FDA... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not proven. Not, yeah, not, not supported. county health, the county yeah. health inspections is what I meant Well, to say. and I mean, in all reality, like, it's, it's always the flavor for me. And again, I've talked about it in the past... I have a sweet palate. Yeah. And that for me is, is immediately after that, after you get the first sip, you get past the burn, you get that spice. Yep. You, you taste the spices that are in it. Then you get a little bit more of the sweetness from the wood. I definitely get the maple. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I get a hint that, to the cherry. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of cinnamon. Absolutely. Um, it, yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's good. And then it rolls. It's, yes. not, it's not one, two, three. It's no. one, two, three. You know, it, it goes into it. Mm-hmm. A good crescendo of flavor hey if, if i do say so myself yeah, it's a crescendo yeah. <laughs> wow it's almost like a model home that we toured somewhere uh, absolutely well or a neighborhood guys, in parker that's you know has a couple units left if you guys are uh, looking anywhere between six and seven hundred thousand yeah yeah check um, out the page we got a couple we got a new build from parker yeah, on exactly. there exactly right and stay tuned guys so at the end of this episode this was brought up brought up to us last episode which is a good point we do a, a rock rating mm-hmm. and for those of you that may just be watching or listening to this for the first time we rate Every bourbon or whiskey that we drink from one rock to 10 rocks. One rock meaning the best, 10 rocks meaning the worst. Mm-hmm. Haven't had any 10s, but we've been damn close. 
Actually, no, no brown we had, bag was we 10. We had a 12. Yeah, brown, bag, <laughs> brown, brown bag was 12. Episode. You're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, and the reason we do that is because when you're, when you're a bourbon or whiskey drinker, the better the bourbon or whiskey is, the easier it is to drink, the less rocks it takes yep. to mellow it out, which is why one rock would be the best. You have it with a single cube, good to go. Ten rocks, you're basically forcing it down in your planets and not remember yep. ten hours of your life. Or you're putting coke in it. Yep. Like, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I honestly, I'm, I'm excited that, that this, is the, this is the bourbon that, that we're sipping today because where a lot of people start you know, talking about the real estate market, yep. a lot of it is doom and gloom. Like, yes, if you're and we covered, you know, we had an episode, I think it was four or five episodes back now where we just covered news headlines and how they could be grabby or scary. But at the end of the day, that's really all you see mm-hmm. when you look up or you see any news or information about the market, especially for somebody who isn't educated on real estate. Yes. Right. And I mean, alone, all you see is interest rates are rising. There's no inventory. Home prices are sky high or home prices are going to crash and all this stuff. And, and it, it's gotten to a point where there's so much saturation that unless you know, you, you look at the numbers and you truly know what's going on, you're going to be scared. That, and I think it's important to understand that like news headlines are there, like you said, to grab people's mm-hmm. attention. It's a business. Right. And their, their goal is for you to click on an article and then they get paid per click. Mm-hmm. Boosted on Google, brand name awareness, whatever the fuck you want to call it, right? Mm -hmm. What people make the mistake of is they intake all this information and then they don't synthesize it because they either don't know how or they don't have the, um, what do I want to say, interaction or resources to Mm. identify like, okay, yes, this is what the news articles are saying. The next question should be, is there an opportunity for me? Yes. Versus, oh my God, everything's dying. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing, right? Yep. Because I forget the quote is, but something about the worst type of something is inaction, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I forget what the rest, don't quote me on the quote. I can't quote, but uh, <laughs> inaction is bad. And yeah. headlines are very good at, at moving people into inaction. Well, and, and I think it comes, it's, it's, I wouldn't even say it's inaction. I think it's, a, I think it's an example of, of comforting the thought of, no, I can't do this right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it comes down, they go, they find that article and they're already, especially in today's ecosystem, like we said around real estate, they're already in the mindset of, oh, I'm, I'm priced out or right. whatever it is. Then they go and they read that and it's almost like a, like a pat on the back, like a nice rub, like, right. yes, you're reassured. It's right. not good. And, and then they go, okay, I have more time. And they sit mm. back yes. rather than like when I read that kind of stuff and, and I know you're the same way, it infuriates me. And then I'm like, I'm going to prove you wrong with science and facts, mm-hmm. Right. And so then that's when I get the drive to go look into it more. And that's right. honestly why we wanted to talk about this, because if you look at the headlines, we're, we're heading for a nosedive right, right towards the ground. But if you actually start to look at the numbers, mm-hmm. that's what's coming and stuff like that. There's a good opportunity ahead of us. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a I would say that there is a train that is currently at the station that very few people are getting I hear on. the train. Right. Coming. But there's once that train around, leaves. Man. You're going to have a hard time catching another train. Yes. Unless something, mm-hmm. again, black swan level happens, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, so, Charlie, why don't you kind of talk to us a little bit about where, where we're at in the market currently. Yeah. As of, what is it, July, July 19th 2023. Yeah. of 2023. Where, where is this housing market at? You so, go nationwide, you go Colorado specific. Where yeah. are we at? So, I mean, honestly, if you're looking at, if you're looking at the nation, if you're looking at, at the numbers now, home prices are elevated with elevated interest rates. So what you're seeing is a lot of people can't really get into homes that they've been preparing to get into. And what I mean by that is 
if you think about the math of it, right? If you have, and I'm using Colorado as an example, and again, guys, don't forget, Colorado is, is kind of a extreme example because of the growth that we've seen sure. compared to other states around yeah, the country. Any, any Western, Western state, yeah. I think. What, yeah. Western major metropolitan mm -hmm. area is going to be an outlier a little but bit. But now think about that. You have a house that on average is $600,000, and with interest rates creeping up to 8%, you're looking at about a fifty-three dollars to $5,500 a month mortgage payment. And with the average income of an American home being around forty-five dollars to $50,000, nationwide, that's a scary number to see. Mm -hmm. And another thing to, to kind of point out with that is that whenever you see these nationwide, you know, kind of numbers and statistics, take it with a grain of salt because you have such extreme outliers mm -hmm. like California, Texas, Colorado, and New York, Florida, that are influencing states like Wyoming, mm -hmm. Kentucky, M Mississippi, Mississippi, Alabama. Yeah, Montana, yeah. you know, and Montana's going up because it's beautiful. And, and what's that? Uh, what's that show? Uh, Longhorn? Or, or uh, Yellowstone? Yellowstone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yellowstone's bringing it up. Everybody wants to wear the cowboy hat and have the, and have the cowboy you boyfriend. You want to be John Dutton. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but overall, like the market right now is, is I would say, stagnant um, in, yeah. in a way mm -hmm. because of where home prices are with where interest rates are. Yeah. I think if you look at, you know, I'll go Colorado specific, right? From June to July, we saw a 17% increase in the amount of listings mm -hmm. that hit the market. Right, which on face value you go, oh wow, more listings are hitting the market. Inventory. Yep. However, that's twenty five percent below July of last year. Mm -hmm. Right. So we are still increasingly lower. So we always look at from a from a national standpoint the amount of transactions that happen in, in real estate, residential specifically, right? Uh, and in twenty nineteen, we did almost I think it was five point two million homes mm -hmm. were were bought and sold. Yep. Uh, fast forward to this last year in 2022, that dropped to 4.6 million. Mm -hmm. This year, they're projecting almost 4.2. Yep. So you're talking about a 20 to 25% drop in just transactions, right? Not yep. just your month over month listings, all that mm -hmm. transactions. Home prices, meanwhile, over the last, call it eight, nine months, have steadily declined. Yes. And if you guys remember back in January, we did a podcast kind of talking about where we think the market's going to go. And at that point, Everybody's projection was, and this is why projections are funny, guys, and do your research. Mm -hmm. Everybody's projections were that home prices were going to decrease, or home values were going to decrease by anywhere from 5 to 15%. Mm -hmm. But 5 was like the most bullish yeah. version. And that was in January. Fast forward to June, they redid their projections, <laughs> and now they're saying, well, actually, we think it's going to stabilize a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we're thinking anywhere from you know flat to 1.3 to 2% increase yep. for the rest of 2023. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about where the market's at, this is where the market's at. We have less inventory than we did last year, which was historically low. So we're going to have historically low inventory again this year. We've got interest rates that bumped up uh, to almost 8% about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. They've come down. So we're under 7 at this point, right? We have inflation that is starting to taper off a little bit. Mm -hmm. And again, don't trust all the numbers. Yep. Right. They say it's 5%. It's probably close to 3%. They're mm -hmm. not going to, they're holding those numbers close to the chest because election year is coming up, so on and so forth. Yes. Uh, we've got home prices for the first time this last month in eight months, the purchase price of a home on average exceeded the list price. Yep. So we do purchase the list all the time. Like, Hey, if the home, if the average home price list is 486, and the average home price purchase was 427. We would say on average, 
listings are going for five to seven percent underneath yes what they were what they were on the market for this last month was the first time we're at 100.3 100.5 mm-hmm. so what's that tell you well it tells you that now we're starting to see the market stabilize yes uh we also saw a continued increase in days on market all the way through i believe april mm-hmm. we were at almost 29 days average on market yep. We're now down to 21, mm. and that's been May, June, and July, right? Yep. Um, spring selling season never happened. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's another point to bring up too is the fact that this is and like you were saying at the beginning of the the episode is this is uh, the definition of unprecedented. We have never experienced something like this where the normal ebb and flow of real estate has been disrupted for not only you know months but years at mm-hmm. this point. We haven't been able to predict. But at the same time, with the facts that you just stated, we're on an upswing. We are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and we, we, talk, we touched on it, um, I think it was either the last episode or the episode before. The reason that we want to give you guys this information is so that you guys can, can make a decision and say, okay, does it make sense to buy, right? Because at the end of the day, like Charlie said, $600,000 house, $5,200 a month in mortgage. Um, if you follow the rule that, you know, so this is going to be outdated real fast, but 28% mm-hmm. of your, of the mortgage or the mortgage shouldn't exceed 28% of your gross monthly income. Yeah. That would mean that you would have to be making about $15,000 a month total, mm-hmm. which times 10 is 150 times 12. You're at about $180,000 a year to afford a $600,000 home at 28%. Right. Yep. We know that when you go to lending, they want that plus all of your debts to not exceed 43%, depending on the program it could be 49%. So the, the key is, Yes, we know it's expensive. We want to make sure that people aren't rushing out to buy something that they ultimately can't afford. Mm-hmm. But if you can afford it over these next six months, three yep. to six months, whether you're looking at buying or if you're sitting on a 2.5% interest rate and you're afraid mm-hmm. to sell, there's going to be a very big opportunity to get in yeah. with little competition, mm-hmm. to get concessions, to go to new construction and get lower interest rates because what we're going to talk about later on in this episode is why we think the market is going to look drastically different yes. come 2024. Yeah. And, and on top of that, so, you know, talking about the market and the state of the market, like we said, when, when you start looking at it, there's, is there opportunity? Yes. But if you don't know the numbers, if you haven't been tracking it and you look at where it is currently, a lot of people are still saying, well, I'm going to wait. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and th- why? Well, how come... If, if home prices are so high and interest rates are so high, how the hell are people still buying homes? Right. Right. And, and we talked about this. How are they still buying homes? Well, huh, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's, we're, we're in a very unique situation in home equity in the country. This is the first time, and, and I talked about this I would, months ago, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and just to give you a point, when I spoke about it, we were at about $24, $24 trillion yeah. in home equity. The latest reports that we're seeing now are... 30 trillion mm-hmm. plus in home equity. And that is across the nation. That is of homeowners, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So it, when you start taking a look at that and you go, oh, wait, home prices are elevated, but people are still buying. So what's going on? Or they're still able to buy. Guys, think about it. If, if you bought a home here in Colorado four years ago and now you're looking to sell, you're sitting on almost 40% plus in equity growth, yeah, right. So if your home, let's let's think about it like this: if your home was worth three hundred thousand four years ago, what that means is now you'd be looking at anywhere between five hundred and six hundred thousand dollars in what your home is worth in four years. Yeah, 
Like that, that's, that's incredible. So to throw a, uh, we'll throw a graphic up for you guys um, who are watching this on, on YouTube and uh, shout out to the Buffini and company. They're yes. some of the ones that have provided these statistics to us. Uh, if you look at home equity on a nationwide scale. Oh, I love these stats. Right. I love them. 39% of homeowners own their home free and clear. So 100% equity. Never before in the United States has that happened. 29% of homeowners own homes that have 50% or more net equity. 50% or more. Okay. And then 32% have less than 50% equity. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you take that whole pie, what you're essentially saying is of the, I think it was what, is there 180 million homes, home, uh, single family homes in the United States, something like that. Of those homes, 68% are sitting on equity 50% or more. Mm-hmm. And if the average home price is throughout the US is four, 450? 450? Yeah. What's 50% of 450? Jesus, 225. 225? Boom, I did it. So 60. Thank you, New York Education System. 68%. <laughs> hey, uh, 68% of homeowners in the United States have at least $225,000 in equity. Okay, think about what he just said. $225,000 in home equity. If you do, again, thank you, New York State, quick math, that is a quarter of a million dollars in money that they can move around and do mm-hmm. whatever they want. And even, even on a $600,000 property in the state of Colorado, at a $250,000 equity line, you can put 20% down on a $600,000 house. Mm-hmm. So to the question of how are people still buying, guys, Yes, the, the, the home equity plays into it and, and people are sitting on money. But at the same time, because of the pandemic, because of the un, unsurety, is that a word? It is How now. unsure people are it is now. Were with the economics and what's been going on since then. Yeah. People have been saving money. Correct. People have been planning, right? So now you have these people who ultimately need to sell or want to sell. They are able to buy. Where in the past, when we had this happen, let's say 2008, when home prices are elevated, people didn't have money. Right. They couldn't cover their mortgages. They couldn't pay for mm-hmm. it. So that's why we saw the crash, right? right? We, we could, it couldn't be covered. Now, everybody's just sitting on their mm-hmm. gold, waiting for an opportunity, waiting for a reason. I just had a meeting with yesterday with, with a couple um, uh, videography coworkers. And um, she, I asked her, they found out I was a realtor on the side as well. Started talking to her about you know homes. And she said, yeah, I had a 2.8% from three years ago, but I wanted to upgrade. And I was like, oh, really? And you wanted to, you were willing to take that 8% jump? She was like, yeah, I bought my house for 250. I sold it. It was an equal trade to get into a much better house at 500. Yeah, I'm going to sit on that. Why? Because she understands the way money works and interest rates work. You may be sitting in to a, mm-hmm. at a 7, 8%. She's at, I think, a 6.4, she said. But it's going to come down. Like this is, we are the United States. We are the best economy in the world. That is why the U S dollar is the standard for the world economy. It will regulate regardless of politics, whatever, take that out. It, it's going to regulate mm-hmm. itself. So she understands that. Yeah. Where I might've been at almost a three right now, I'm going to get a much better opportunity. And Oh, guess what? Home prices aren't going to slow down. Right. Especially in places like Colorado, North Carolina, Wyoming, where home prices are lower, mm-hmm. it's only going to add to that. Correct. Yeah. And I think it's at the end of the day, we, I will preach this and I'll die on this hill. Don't buy something you can't afford. Yes. Right. But the mm-hmm. beauty of the lending standards now is you can't buy something that you can't afford. They will not let you. They will not let you. Right. We don't have payday loans anymore. Ninja loans, no income, no job mm-hmm. uh, loans anymore like the big short. So 
the people, for those people like, well, I don't understand how people are buying houses. I'll be honest with you guys. A lot of them are people that bought before. Yep. And used it and lived in it and gained equity and paid off principal and now can trade it in for something else. Oh, right. Oh, you mean they, they leveraged their money? Correct. Exactly. Or they put a plan <laughs> in place to use down payment assistance programs to get in for a lot cheaper. That way they could keep more money in savings in case mm-hmm. something did happen. Uh, they job hopped. Yeah. Uh, which millennials are famous for. Notorious. And, and they should continue to do so because, mm-hmm. goddammit, work for somebody that pays you what you're worth. Yep. Um, so yeah, people are buying houses. And then, like Charlie said, you've got marriage, divorce, birth, death, college, all these different life events mm-hmm. that are going to force people. If you have a two-bedroom, two-bath condo, and you're having your third kid, yeah, you're going to want well, a single-family home. It's also interesting, too, because look at the, how the standard of living has grown in the country in a generation and yeah. a half, right? I mean, I remember there was a period of time where I shared a room with my little sister, mm-hmm. but now people don't want that. They, right. they don't, they, it's become a thing where they're, they're going, eh, I don't need to do that, right. especially if they have equity. Yep. No, I agree. I, like I said, I, so I, I mean, when you talk about where the state of the market is right now, we, I think that home prices bottomed mm-hmm. a month ago. Yeah. Um, I think interest rates topped or bottomed. Mm-hmm. This is a weird side conversation, <laughs> but anyway, uh, hey, topped out or bottomed out. That's probably better. Go. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, a good more, way to put it. More appropriate. We don't want to, we don't want to yeah, have more, any, any certain visitors on our yeah. YouTube making more, comments, you more know, appropriate. Uh, <laughs> we welcome everybody. They probably topped out at 8% like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about it before. The fed has seen inflation come down. So yep. we may see a rate hike here in a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be a small one if we yeah. do. And I think at that point, they're going to let it, let it go because mm-hmm. I think they realize that they, the, the, the housing market is too resilient. Yes. And they want to push. They want to bend. They don't want to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, the job market is extremely resilient. They also don't want to break that is what they're kind of telegraphing. Yeah. So where the market's at, I think, is, and we said this forever, right? The general public is usually three to four months behind what's actually happening, mm-hmm. which is fair. You guys don't study this every single day, so we don't expect you to be. And if you, you don't are- don't five emails from lenders on a Friday. Yeah, and if you are this in tune, then, you know, maybe this is a career you, get, you should kind of get into because it's, yeah, get it's into great. It. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You, help, you can help a lot of people. Um, so I think we're at this weird, sweet spot where I believe that the abnormalities that we've seen- are going to come to an end by the end of 2023, which Mm -hmm. means that if we look forward, there's some things in the works and some predictions that we think are pretty valid that are, will bolster the point that if you can do something when it comes to buying or selling Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. it may be the time to do so. Yep. um, Depending on your scenario. So, I mean, at at the end of the day, right? If someone were to, if, if you're asking the question, I'm able to buy now. Should I buy now? Right. Ultimately, the I, I will I will stay here and, and, and plant my feet on this. If you feel comfortable buying right now, if you find something, if you're talking with a lender and they're going, hey, you can afford this monthly payment even even at this interest rate, do it now. And the reason I say that is is why we're gonna and we're gonna move into to this conversation on the topic of the market is this market right now where the, the interest rates are high, the home prices are high, is still a phenomenal position to be in if you are able to buy a home. And Jameson, why is that? Time in the market beats timing the market every single time. Woo, it's like I set you up perfectly right? for that one. <laughs> uh, 
there's a lot. There's a lot to, to delve into as far as why we think things are going to change, right? The number one biggest thing that drives affordability, home prices and interest rates, mm-hmm. right? So if you look at interest rates and where we think they're going to go, every projection that we've seen from everyone, right, takes into account two factors. Number one, inflation is starting to cool, mm-hmm. right? We're at three and a half percent over last year or under last year, which yep. we were at nine, so we're or eight, we're at five, right? So mm-hmm. we've, inflation has come down three and a half percent. I know it may not feel that way to you guys based on gas or groceries yes. or whatever, but it has, right? Mm-hmm. It has. Um, and inflation drives interest rates yep. because inflation dips, interest rates follow, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the reason they follow is because of the 10-year treasury yield. Yep. That spread is starting to come in closer as Wall Street and investors feel more and more comfortable reinvesting. Yes. And as they reinvest and they invest more into 10-year treasuries because Mm -hmm. it's seen as a good return, well, those yields are going to come down because they don't need to pay out as much. As those yields come down, mortgage rates are going to come down. So that's that's number one. Mm -hmm. Um, The second thing that influences the federal fund rate are elections. Yeah. And what do we have coming up? We've got a midterm election. This year, and we've got the presidential election next year. So what do you think is going to happen as an incumbent party tries to get reelected? They are going to try to make the economy seem as strong as possible. And the number one thing that has been on everybody's mind has been inflation and the Fed fund rate. So I guess that's two things, right? Mm -hmm. For the last, fuck, two years. Yep. Okay. So what do you think they're going to try and hammer down? The fund rate and inflation. Absolutely. That's it. Mm -hmm. So you can bet your... In the world, I don't know if it's Charles Dickens, but you can bet your bottom dollar. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would have been perfect. Right? I know. Uh, I tried. I was trying to pull like, please, sir, can I have some more? It was from good. Oliver Twist. But anyway, um, <laughs> you can bet that coming into the end of this year and beginning of 2024, mm-hmm. if it doesn't already happen over the next six months, there will be some significant improvements in the fund rate yep. and significant improvements in interest rates which is going to drive down the second part of this equation, which is home price, or sorry, mm-hmm. not drive down home prices, which is going to affect home prices. Well, and, and not only that, and, and I'm glad you touched on home prices, right? But to, you know, to, to the lead-in that I gave earlier, why, why should you buy now? What Jameson's talking about with the interest rates dropping is what are you doing right now? As you're listening to this podcast, getting ready to buy a home, are you waiting until interest rates get better? So do you not think that other people are waiting for interest rates to get better? So we talked about it, right? We said every, I think it's every, every half a percent dip in mortgage interest rates mm-hmm. unlocks like two and a half million or two million buyers yeah. from the buyer pool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if we look at the projections, um, and we'll try to see if we can throw this on the screen for you guys. The projection for 2020, the end of 2023 is anywhere from 5.6% to 6%. Okay. 20, end of 2024, they're thinking 4.7 mm-hmm. to 5. And 2025, they're thinking we'll get down to about 4.5 to mm-hmm. 4.6. Yep. Okay. So we already know right now, and, and this is what happens. This is human psychology, guys. People get used to prices mm-hmm. and they adjust. Mm-hmm. You just have to. Otherwise, you live out homeless on the streets. Yep. Right? So people have already adjusted to 7%, which is why we're continuing to see buyer activity, right? And you get incentives, all these different things. We've seen the sweet spot this year at six and a half. Yep. Once we dip under six and a half, boom, bum rush of people because it unlocks buyers, yep. right? Um, imagine what's going to happen mm-hmm. if they get down to 4.5%, Ooh. 
right? Mm. And let's say inventory doesn't improve to where it needs to. Yep. What do you think is going to happen? It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a Walmart Black Friday Dude, event, <laughs> right? But back in like the '90s when they're yep. breaking open the doors, exactly. Because now we're two years removed. We're actually at that point we're probably four years removed mm-hmm. from two point seven percent. Yep. And now you've got an entire generation of people who have gotten used to seven percent, and now you're telling me that interest is gonna be three percent lower than that. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a fire sale. Yeah. Right. And not to mention, and and again, shout out to um the what, what was Buffini. It? Buffini, is. Which I didn't know that dude was. Uh, Irish? I, I didn't either. So I started I the podcast. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, awesome. this is pleasing to the ear. Yeah, yeah. Um, but shout out to them because they made a good point that this is going to be the legitimate perfect storm of interest rates, buyers, and home price. Mm-hmm. Because if we do see it continue to tailor with home prices coming down a little bit or staying steady, and then we do see interest rates drop, we have the largest generation in history. Yes, I'm looking at you, boomers. We beat you. The millennials by about four million coming to the market because you guys boomed a bunch of babies. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Only way it's gonna go right? is to grow, right? And another point that you know as to why if you're prepared now to do it now is because as Jameson stated last week and the week before, home prices in America, when you break it down and look at a long We're throw this graphic up too so you guys can see it, have never decreased. Well. Over a long time. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you yes. break it down to a long period of time, Correct. it has only gotten better with it's, home prices over time. On average, they've doubled every 10 years. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. And I've got a chart to show you guys that that's actually true. It's yep. wild, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And you'll see when we throw this up, the dips, right, where yep. we've seen recessions where home prices have gone down, mm-hmm. which is to us, it's a correction. But, uh, but what know, happens once it gets better? Well, dude, at the end of the day, you can't buy more land. Yep. It is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to Charlie's point, we've also got... so. On average, the prime home buying age is between 34 and 37. Okay. Yep. So if you take a look at demographics across the United States today, mm-hmm. the largest group of individuals in the United States demographically is right now 32 to 36. It's 73 million people. 73 million. Are between 25 and 41. And a majority of those. Are between so you're you're talking a crush mm-hmm. of I don't know dude let's say let's call it thirty percent of that yep right so that's what thirty million people mm-hmm. right now are in prime home buying age scenario age right circumstances, so you got you thirty say. million people on the sidelines you've got the next year we're gonna see interest rates dip by all projections to mm-hmm. at least the mid fives yep we know right now that people have gotten used to seven so six and a half is good enough. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a crush, right? Yeah. Now we hope that that also will lead to more inventory, right? Because that is going to be another one. We hope that those lower interest rates are going to unlock resale buyers. Yes. I don't know if that'll happen until we hit five and yeah. under, just based on the spread, right? Because mm-hmm. we did say that I think it's 90, 92% of, or plus 90% of homeowners right now have a mortgage under 6%. Yes. Right? And mm-hmm. I think it's like 60% are under five. Yeah. So we got to unlock those people. And in order yes. to unlock it, we got to be within a, a range of, okay, it makes sense to cash my equity, maybe get a little bit higher of an interest rate, but I can buy my dream home, yes. right? So there's some positives for you guys. And 2025, I mean, you see four and a half interest rates, you're going to see, we'll, we'll see transactions, right? And they've actually projected, like we, I, I talked about it earlier, uh, I want to say it was, what, 5.2 million uh, transactions in yep. 2019. Mm-hmm. So they're projecting in 2025 that we'll see 5.6 million transactions, which would make it the third or fourth 
largest amount of transactions in real estate in history. In history. Right? So do you want to be a part of it? Yeah. Right? Or mm -hmm. do you want to be a part of the herd that's all of a sudden over the next year or two going, oh my God, I've submitted 37 offers. I'm yep. burnt out. I'm exhausted. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm never going to buy a house. Right? Right now is the time. Mm -hmm. And from a selling standpoint, it's the same thing. Because if you're sitting there going, well, I want to buy my dream home, but I have a 2.875% interest rate. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I don't want to get into a six, six and a half, six point eight. Yep. Look, new construction. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and understand that maybe, yeah, you might have to live in a newer community, but you can get a bigger house with incentives. Well, and I think that brings up a, a very, very good point. Um, and something that I this is where the millennials are coming into the buying market, but something that I want to address is that millennials enjoy comfort. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and what I mean by that is if you're, if you're ready and prepared to buy, be, be aware that if you, if you wait for interest rates to drop and you, and you go in, you are going to go through months of, of battles, of having to give more, pay more, go up against, like I said, 30 people at a time, or Jameson said 30 people at a time to, on an offer. And you're, it's just not going to be a comfortable scenario. It's, it's not going to be a situation where that you honestly want to go through because you guys already don't like us real estate agents calling you, you know, about your homes. Now imagine I have a contract that has a uh, 4 p.m. deadline on Saturday and we put an offer in on a Friday. And now we have 12 offers to compete with and that agent's updating me. What do you think I'm going to do? Right. I'm, I'm going to update you on every update that I get. Mm -hmm. Right. And but again, that's because I want you to get the property. Right. But at the same time, when, when it comes to comfort and, and compromise, recognize that you're not if you want your dream house on your first house, it's a pipe dream. And, and what I mean by that is 10 years ago. Yeah, you could do that. You could probably work that interest rates, home prices. But now the way that the market's set up, do not please don't trick yourself into thinking that you're going to get something that you're going to stay in for 30 plus no. years. If you have the money to do it, do it, please. Yep. I, I want you to live your dream. I, I want you to go through it. But you will be much more better off monetarily mm -hmm. if you understand, hey, I might have to live in this attached condo home for five years, but that five years is going to net me 50 grand. Which to me is a crazy thing, right? Because most of those individuals, which here, uh, here's another statistic, right? To talk about like, this crush of people we're going to see mm -hmm. enter the market when rates come down, right? And this is to you renters. Hello. <laughs> uh, right now, there are 3 million renting households that make over $150,000 a year. Mm -hmm. We just talked about it saying a $600,000 home at today's rates is about 5,200 a month, yep. okay? You dip a percent and a half, now all of a sudden, that goes to 4,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Well, if that doesn't I don't, tell you, if I don't have number, to make 180 anymore. Well, no, I can make that, 140. If that number tells you anything, it's that people are just waiting. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the, that's that's the my proof point. in the pudding right, right there. Exactly. So that's what we're saying. Like if you are waiting, other people are also waiting. And those same people are going to go out into the market when you guys do once rates drop. Right. Yes. And the crazy part to me is if I'm renting a two bed, two bath apartment and the next logical and financially sound step would be to buy a two bed, two bath townhome. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I don't feel like I upgraded. Well, you did because you're, you're making well, money. Yeah, and, and, that's, and, and the reason <laughs> I bring it up ultimately is like, you know, Alicia and I, she, she moved in with me in March, and this is the first time that 
I've had a vision of the future where I, where I personally am willing right. to spend money on the house and I, and I want that property. Now we're starting to have talks of like, hey, what do you want to do? And, you know, there's places behind me right now that are 475. Is it ideal? No, I don't want a three-story townhome kind of feel with, with a, a patio at the top where my next door neighbor's right next to me and I can give him a high five. But at the end of the day, if my rent goes up to $2,200 and I can get into a new build at 4.5% with that, I'm going to do it. So, baby, I'm sorry, but we got to bite the bullet for five years. Well, it's not biting the bullet. All you're doing is you're changing assets, right? Yeah. You're saying I'm either going to go from paying 100% interest rate on my rent to 4.5% interest rate on my rent. That's a 93.5% mm. or 96%, 95.5%, 96.5% change mm -hmm. in the amount of interest you're paying, yep. right? Because, and again, I get it, I'm still taking money to the bank, whatever, but you're paying off a principal so yes. that if I were to, you can't sell an apartment, right? Like, <laughs> no. give me something where you can, besides, I don't know, stocks, crypto, well, no, and whatever, that, like, but live in it for five years but, I mean, and you, you can even net see, 50 grand. Look at these, look at the, look at the headlines and, and, the, and the, and the news of people who are renting right now that are getting in right. trouble because they're Airbnb in their second bedroom. Well, you just you said, know, like, <laughs> you just said you'd go up to 2,200 a month, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's do the math real quick for you guys that are slow. Um, <laughs> and you pay how much now? 2000 Cool. So $200 a month. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, you don't, neither of us have the phone. Anyway, 200 a month times 10 months is 2000 a year. Yep. So 2400 a year mm -hmm. is what you'd be paying extra. Yep. So let's say you're in there for four years. Yep. That's 10 grand, mm -hmm. roughly. Roughly. Okay. So you're going to pay an extra $10,000 in four years. But in four years, that property is going to appreciate 50,000 exactly. on the low end. Exactly. What you're telling me is I paid 10 grand to make 50. Mm-hmm. And the entire time, that extra ten grand I played, I paid, I was able to enjoy a slightly larger space. Yep. Uh, not renting the same amenities, mm -hmm. pool, workout center. Uh, my utilities are somewhat paid a park for most of the time. Most of the time, <laughs> I still got cable. I still have internet. I have a roof over my head, and I can do whatever the, I want to it. Right. I can <laughs> knock down a wall. Yeah. I can change the flooring. Mm -hmm. I can upgrade the kitchen. I can buy new appliances. I can do all that. It's going to cost me ten grand over four years to make 50. Yes. Who, who doesn't take that bet? Well, I mean, Warren Buffett said it the best. People are about fast money, not long money. Right. right? So, and, and that's what it comes down that's to. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, here's, here's something that, and I'm going to read these, and I'm going to make Charlie uh, do some editing magic and just put them <laughs> on the screen because I know that there are people that are listening to this, watching this, watching this clip on TikTok, whatever it is, mm -hmm. going, okay, it's two dudes drinking bourbon. They don't know shit. Yep. All right, cool. That's fine. So I'm going to give you four quotes from different chief economists that have been doing this longer than I've been alive. Ooh, shotgun it. All right, and I'm going to shotgun it. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to give you the name and then the quote. So number one, Sam Cater. He is the chief economy economist for Freddie Mac, which, by the way, does every single FHA loan and government-backed mortgage mm -hmm. in the entire United States. Here's his quote. With the rate of inflation, decelerating rates should gently decline over the course of 2023. Number two, Robert Frick, corporate economist, Navy Federal Credit Union, one of the largest providers of VA loans in the entire United States. Be prepared to jump on a dip in rates. What a freaking good what a idea. What a good idea. Michael Fratinonti, he is the chief economist and senior vice president of research for the MBA, which is the Mortgage Bankers Association. Mm -hmm. If you know the Mortgage Bankers Association, it is a 
essentially an unbiased third party that tracks where mortgage rates go, bonds, yields, treasuries, et cetera. Our forecast is for a 30-year mortgage rate to be closer to about 5.5% by the end of this year and drop even a little bit lower next year. Okay? We got the backing, guys. We got the backing. I got two more. Lawrence Yoon, National Association of Realtors Chief Economist. Okay? Mortgage rates will drop with a 30-year fixed mortgage rate progressively falling to 6% this year and to 5.6% in 2024. Give me the last one. And the last one is that. That was it. That's all I got. Oh, that was it. Yeah, right. was it. I got four. <laughs> I got four. Yep. I got four. I thought I had five. Right. I have four. It's okay. But four from four very different sources, all chief economists, all people that have a vested interest in rates going lower because it makes everybody in our industry more money. That we're have not resumes gonna, that are, we're not going to fucking lie, taller resumes. than me. Correct. Right. Yes. Like that, that have been doing this at Correct. no. Right. Yes. Um, and guys, ultimately what it comes down to is, again, I've said it, and I, like Jim said, I would die on this hill. We stand on the backs of the giants that came before us. If those guys who have been doing this for a literal lifetime have that knowledge and that's what they're putting out, I'm sorry, but I'm hard-pressed to, to go against them, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, and, and, you know, th- this topic, we could go on for hours, right? So it, it's please reach out to us. Like, I want to have this conversation with people. I love having this conversation oh, yeah. with people. And I actually, I just, last weekend, I went to a, a like a, a housewarming party uh-huh. for a younger people. I think they're like 22. Yeah. They're renting. Um, and I was sitting there talking to them and, and one, I'll tell you what, man, the Gen Z moves different. Mm-hmm. They move different. Right. And what I mean by that is I was talking to them and they're both music producers. They love music. They just signed a lease on a, on a building to start a studio I was like, oh, how long did you look at it? Two months. Oh, okay. I would have taken at least a year to decide on that, right? But then I start talking to him like, hey, what, if, what are you, you're about to have a kid. What are you thinking about buying? Uh, I don't know. It, it's not really worth it right now. I don't, I don't know. But okay, so let me ask, would you rather, what are you spending on rent right now? 2800 Okay. So what if, I, what if I broke it down for you, right? Yeah, I know. What if I broke it down for you and I said, hey, I can get you into a townhome for the next four years for that, that price, that in the next five years, you're going to make $40,000 on almost guaranteed in the state of Colorado. What would you do? The look on this kid's face, he, it was like I just showed him the entrance to heaven. Oh, yeah. The gates, right? He was like, wait a second. That makes so much sense. Exactly. So <laughs> that, that's my point, you know, but we love having those conversations. I love seeing that look on people's faces. I also hate it. Well, it's, you know it's I mean? a love-hate relationship. It right? is. Like, I hate it because we preach it all the time. Like, it is a, it's, like you said, it's a big picture, long game thing. Yes. And people tend to go, like, you know, I would take it, I would have taken it a step further. Like, hey, by the way, you have this townhome and let's say something crazy does happen, rates drop significantly, mm-hmm. uh, supply doesn't keep up. And now all of a sudden, instead of that 40000 let's say you appreciate $100,000. Mm-hmm. Did you know, you said you were leasing a studio? Yeah. What if you just bought one? Hold on. <laughs> and then... You, how do you, well, how would I buy it? I don't have $100,000. Four years, you will. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Take out a home equity line of credit. <laughs> yeah. Go buy that, right? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. check this shit out. Not only, now you own a studio. Mm-hmm. What can you do? You can rent it out. I can rent it out. Profit. Income. And then by that rent, I can pay back my HELOC. Yep. And as I'm paying back the HELOC, I'm still appreciate. Like, it's mm-hmm. fun. Like, come on, guys. It's, it's seriously. And, and, and ultimately, like, it, it comes down to the point of, yes, you were not taught this. Right. This is not a standard. No. But the people who take the time, these are the ones that you're seeing on social media that yes. are the 26-year-olds in Greece that are like, I did this within four years. But right. like, 
it's it's not all fake. It's doable, but it's it's knowing money. You have to have a plan. You have to have resources. You have to talk to people smarter than you, which mm-hmm. we do all the time. <laughs> That's the only. I either if talk I'm to not people smarter, or I read books are, from people who are like, smarter yeah. than me. If I'm not surrounded by people who make me feel stupid, right. I don't want to be in that room. Right. Because it's the only way that you grow. Right. Right. And it's. I will tell anybody. In the state of Colorado, it's $350 to take a real estate course, okay? What I learned in the two months that it took me to get through that course was worth way more mm. than the $350 that yeah. I spent. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. I think, uh, yeah, I think the, the, the whole point is that the Charlie's trying to get across is like, when we say the time is now, honestly, I think the time is always now, especially in real estate. If right? you're ready. If you're ready. Yep. Um, but you never know when or where that is if you don't educate yourself. Absolutely. So, absolutely. And Jamo, is there anything else you wanted to, you wanted to throw down for him um, today? The only thing, and this is more of a positive note, so I was looking over, you know, we talk about supply a lot, right? And I think last week we talked about how new construction is 37% of the market share of mm-hmm. homes on the market, okay? Uh, the good news is they are starting to catch up with building. Yep. So, you know, if you're a buyer that does, like, maybe is not in the, exact right moment in time mm-hmm. or financially to start looking mm-hmm. there's light on the horizon right yeah. and these these are all lagging indicators so it's going to take six months ten months whatever yeah. it is but that's why we always preach put a plan in place now yep work it and then when you're ready you're good to go mm-hmm. um, again it's free to talk to a lender since april of 2022 until may of 2023 so a year 13 months mm-hmm. we have had negative year-over-year change of single family home starts in communities throughout the United States. Negative, yeah. right? Every single month, it's been less than the year before yep. that same month. June, 2023, we finally got our first month in 13 months where new home starts in communities was above last year. Well, and I mean, it, it only makes sense business-wise, right? If, if you know that the demand is for more homes and you have the ability to build more homes mm-hmm. and you make your profit off of building more homes, the only natural answer to that is build more homes, build more homes. Well, right? <laughs> and we also have started to see the loosening of the supply chain. Yes. We've seen labor costs come down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, they're banking on the fact that there's 73 million millennials and a majority of them don't have homes Yep, or they're renting or they're living with their parents or they're making $150,000 or they're making $150,000 in rent. <laughs> like they're banking on like though they will come mm-hmm. to market at some point. And our goal is if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, be ahead of the curve. And if you don't know what that means, call us, DM us, put it in the comments. We can talk about it that way mm-hmm. and see, hey, is there a way that we can put you ahead of the curve so you can get into some place, right? Mm-hmm. You can get into a Lennar home, three bedroom, two bath, 1,900 square feet with a fucking backyard and a covered patio at a 4.75% interest rate at $585,000. Check out Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective. Like, We're going to have dude. a video for you showing exactly that home. <laughs> it's, it, it's one of those things where it's possible. Yeah. And we, we preach all the time. We know you guys don't have the time or mental capacity mm-hmm. to research and to find these unicorn homes and mm-hmm. what's happening in new build and what the incentives are and blah, blah, blah. Use us. Hello. Util- utilize us. My name is Charlie and I'm a realtor. Right? That is my job. That is literally what our job is. <laughs> and we're trying to bring as much of it to you guys in mass as we can. Mm-hmm. And we highlight new communities and we highlight all these different things. But if you have specific areas you want to move to or whatever it is, just let us know. Yep. And we can, we can help, right? We'd set up a phone call, Zoom, whatever it is. doesn't matter. Whatever it is. If you're in Colorado, cool. If you're not in Colorado, we'll partner you with, with a realtor that we can vet for you in a different yep. state, right? We're mm-hmm. not limited to just this. 
But the point is lean on your resources that are using resources on yep. a daily basis because mm. it is possible. And I want to see as many people get on the, the front of this train that is about yep. to depart in the next six mm -hmm. to 12 months as humanly possible because I hate having the conversations of, damn it, I missed out. Yep. And hey. I'll tell you what, man, that, that sounds like a perfect segue and, and river flow into our one rock takeaways for today's episode. Um, so I'll go ahead and start it out. Just go for it, because I have no idea I was what gonna, gonna be. I was going to say, you just I have no you, fucking you, you, clue. Just gave, you gave it, but it, I mean, a little of, bit more concise. I just, yeah, I don't know right? what it is. Um, so for my one rock takeaway for today, I, you know, we've said it before. I'll say it till I die. Knowledge is power. Don't be scared by headlines. Take the time for yourself. Look at it. Reach out to people. And again, guys, please remember, lenders and real estate agents, they shouldn't be charging you to get pre-approved, to ask them questions about the market. And if they are asking you to pay for that information, go with a different agent. There's over 40,000 of us just in Colorado alone. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, if you put the time in, you'll find somebody who will give you the time, the effort, and the knowledge that they've been putting into this for years, right? So again, one rock takeaway, utilize the, uh, utilize the, the information that you have at hand and the people who do this regularly in order to help. Whether that's me, whether it's Jameson, whether it's another agent, just do it because at the end of the day, that is going to be your best option to mm. capitalize on the market, your money, the home, whatever it is. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, if you are on the fence about buying a house because you are financially capable but you're worried, it is going to become infinitely harder in 2024. So do something about it now. That's it. That's all I, I, well, and it's, <laughs> that's all I got. No, I, I, honestly, it's, I, I love it only because, like, I'll, I'll see if I can cut to it in the video, but I'm looking at you while I'm watching you say that. It's like your face morphed into, like, this old, older man that's been through life that had a gray beard and was just like, please, for the love of God, it's, listen it's to me. Like, what's, the, uh, <laughs> what's the scene from Interstellar where he goes back in time and he's I have, like, again, I God seen it. damn it. <laughs> Anyway, maybe I'll find the clip. It's kind of popular. And he's like, he goes back in time because weird shit happens in that movie. And he's seeing his younger self like either do something that he shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. or not do something. And he can't interact because he's in like the fourth dimension. So yep. he's just bangs like, no, don't do it. I'm saying, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, do it That's now. Good, yeah. Do it now because at mm -hmm. 6.8, if you can afford it, the next year, refinance to a 5.6, a 4.5, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If you can afford it, do it now because right now you might compete with one to two different offers, but you still have new builds to con contend with. Mm -hmm. In 2024, if those rates drop, there will be a tidal wave of buyers that you are now going to compete against and all of you are going to be frustrated. Like, 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 a, like a World War Z style it's gonna of, be bad. Of, of bodies. It right? is going to be bad. And, and I'm, and I'm <laughs> calling it right now, yeah. 2024, for buyers, if, this the one caveat, if new construction does not pick back up, and I don't want to be all doom and gloom, right? We do it, like I just said, mm -hmm. increasing year over year. And if we're under five and a half, we should unlock resales. So it may not, mm -hmm. right? But if I'm looking at information as it's presented to me today, do something now, refinance later, and reap the benefit and rewards yep. of over the next two or three years, your home value is going up two, three, four percent every mm -hmm. year and puts yourself in a position versus being four years behind your plan. Yep. 
Well, gee, damn it. What a conversation. I'm not, I'm not, this is wonderful. This is, the, this is the definition of why we started doing this yeah. podcast. Yep. Like, Couldn't agree more. Enjoying a bourbon, talking about the market in, in, with knowledge, statistics, and, and positivity. Veracity. What, veracity. Ooh. Veracity. I like it. But I think now. It's a real visceral conversation for Oscar and his thesaurus. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> now I think it's a beautiful time to move into our bourbon review. Remind me, how do we, uh, how do we rate these again, Charlie, just for the viewers that, that maybe came in halfway through? So, we do it on a rock rating. We do. On a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. And why Because is when it comes to bourbon, if you want to put a rock in it and you want to just dilute it a little bit, maybe a lot, that depends on how good the bourbon is, right? It's like golf, baby. Lower score, the better. Yep. Uh, yes, exactly. Exactly. And holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I did the rare second pour on today's episode only because, like, it's muy bueno. It's muy bueno. I delightfully, delightfully blown away. Um, and it honestly adds to, like we, we've said on past episodes, the better the bourbon, the better the conversation, right? And it's probably because you drink more, so the, <laughs> right? the lips it get flows a little bit easier. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to say whatever In I want. I love yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> yep. Um, I'm, I'm going to let you, since I took the one rock takeaway, I'm going to let you start on the, on the, on the rock rating. Dude, I'm not going to lie, man. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. I didn't tell you how much this cost. Mm-hmm. Give me a, what do you think it cost? 70 bucks. Okay. It's 59. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, All right. uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't really found a, there's two bourbons categories when I rate highly. Yeah. One is like, I enjoy the complexity and the burn. Mm-hmm. The other one is I enjoy sweetness, Yep. but I want, I want some kick to it. Yeah. This is on the sweetness kick. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I mean, dude, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go two and a half. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm putting up against Smoke Wagon Uncut Unfiltered. Uh, I'm going to put it up against the Elijah Craig Elijah Craig Private Barrel Select mm-hmm. uh, for the simple fact that this is twenty to thirty dollars cheaper than both of those. Yep. Um, and I could sip this neat all fucking day long. Mm-hmm. It's got complexity. It's got upfront heat. I love the story. Um, ironically, because somebody that writes stories is part of this history. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like if you put that, this is actually, this is also why I rate it high. If I put this on, on a single ice cube. Oh God. I would drink this whole fucking bottle. Yeah. Chug it. <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go two and a half. Okay. Yep. I'm, uh, <laughs> not gonna lie to you. This is the, this is the first one where I'm, I'm, I'm torn. We, we, I haven't given out the rating on it. We haven't done it yet. I, I want to give this a 1.5. Woo! I, I do. It's good, huh? Like, and for me, it's, it's not only the complexity of the flavor, but again, It somebody, makes sense because you, you have a sweet profile, too. Exactly. Yes. And I think that's really what yep. does it for me is it covers all the bases. Yeah. Yeah. You get the burn at the beginning. Yep. You get the complexity with spices on it where it's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't flow into the sweetness immediately, Mm-mm. but then it finishes... With with Dude, just it's, this beautiful it's velvety, yeah, yeah, it's, it's velvety, beautiful sweetness to it. That honestly, this is the first one 
I, I may have to sip them side by side, but I think this beats Smoke Wagon for it, me. It might. For yeah, me. it might. I think it's two different flavor profiles. Yes. So it depends on what you want. Because Smoke Wagon, I think, is 58% mm-hmm. versus 50. So it'd be interesting to taste a higher proof version of this. Yes. Side by side. To yeah. see if that sweetness still comes through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if it's if we take the if we take the average, this might be our high, highest rated bourbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm not mad at it. No. I don't have I don't not have at all. I, mean, I wouldn't fight. Even from the first sip, like when even the even the neck pour. When we when we poured it out originally, I poured it. I taste. I was like, oh god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like good. I, I could. We could have. Because I'm pretty sure. I, I think I gave Smoke Wagon a two. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's just because I am more of the, like I I, I guess where my head was was 58 percent was almost as smooth as this. Yeah. Yeah. For it being a higher proof, mm-hmm. but I agree with you that if you have a a fondness for sweet mm-hmm. flavor profiles. Yep. Well, and, yeah. and let me put it like this. This tastes to me like a cocktail. Without it being a cocktail. Without it being yeah. a cocktail. Agreed. That's the complexity yep. of the flavor Agreed. for me. No, I'm, dude, I'm blown away. Yeah. And I, this is a random pick. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, you were walking I past literally was like, it. that bottle looks cool. But <laughs> hey, shout out to Dexter Bourbon. Whoever you guys paid at Bubbles to put that little yellow tag that said <laughs> voted top 12 spirits in the world. That caught my attention. I was yeah. like, well, now I got to fucking try it. Yep. But I agree. Yeah. It, I, I think we it's need to, well-deserved. We need to, I, I think we're going to, not on an episode, maybe just like a separate video, the blind taste test where mm-hmm. we put, you know, so please don't drink the rest of it. At least leave two or three pours. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. Yeah. <laughs> I still have the, I have the Knob Creek at home. I got to finish. Yeah. Yes. But I mean. No, this I, is fantastic. That, yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yep. Like I can, it's funny when you say like, especially because there's 50 different bourbon rating systems that they have this was for this person's 2021st third when i heard when i saw the bottle and i heard you be like oh top 100 spirits i was like eh, okay how did they get that how what did they what what did they twist in mm-hmm. their in their testing to do that no this earns yeah from the first sip not no drops of water no, no nothing no. no ice cube that's what from, i'm saying like i could sip this neat yeah. all day long yeah um mm-hmm. Uh, it's I think it's phenomenal. Absolutely, like, and you put it in a chilled glass. Oh, dude, like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, chilled glass, but maybe not necessarily an ice cube. Yes, and just let the condensation kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll make we'll make a moves out here, guys. That's, we'll make a moves. Yeah, if you guys. So again, Dexter, eighteen ninety two. Uh oh, I had to cheat. You had to cheat. Cheat it out. Yeah, take a look at it. Oh god, I think it's eighteen sixty two. Anyways, Dexter three wood. Dexter <laughs> three wood. Dexter three wood uh, phenomenal 59 bucks at bubbles. I think it normally retails at like 64, 63. Great choice. Jamo. Great uh, choice, man. This but is, I would, I would encourage you guys to, yeah. to try it. This yeah, is, this is absolutely fun. This might be this and fucking smoke. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. We got to do it. We got to do it. We got to do, yeah. do it. A taste off. <laughs> yeah. This might be one of my favorites. Yeah. If 100%. not my favorite. Just yep. out of nowhere too. Yep. Gotta love it. Well guys, thank you so much for joining us on another episode uh, we, we love to have you here and, and we appreciate anybody who's been following us, who likes comments, subscribes, shares, you know, we drop our episodes once a week and whether it be audio or video, but we love doing this for you guys. We, we love talking about real estate, tasting the bourbon, and you can catch us on YouTube at living in Colorado, the mile high perspective, and you can get in contact with us. R E S O T R at the mile high or three zero three five seven eight zero two six three. We'll have it on the bottom of the screen for you guys. 
Also, if you guys are wondering what the RES OTR is for the mm -hmm. email address, just to kind of clear this up, real estate served on the rocks. Yeah. Now that you guys know. Mm -hmm. um, and then Charlie, social media, where can they find you? That lifting agent on Instagram, TikTok. Sweet. The Colorado real estate guy on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Jameson Amaros with Fathom Realty on Facebook or obviously the number that we have uh, below. And if you guys like what we're talking about, if you guys find it useful, we would love ratings. Mm -hmm. Like give us whatever stars you think we deserve. We'll take them all. Um, but if you thought we did a great job, we'd love a, a positive rating yep. and uh, leave a comment guys. We love interacting with people, answering comments, mm -hmm. concerns, questions, whatever it is. We're here for you guys. So uh, you guys, you know, dictate the show's dictated by the conversations we have yep. in real life with real life clients, friends, family, acquaintances, mm -hmm. referrals, et cetera. So if you guys uh, want some influence on the show, mm -hmm. let us know what you want to hear about. And don't be scared about the fact that we're real estate agents. We love bourbon. If you love bourbon too, reach out to us. We'd love to have you over, go meet you somewhere, ha bring you to the bourbon club that we're in yep. to share a great bourbon with you and just talk about life, love, mm -hmm. the pursuit of happiness, whatever it is. But guys, thank you so much for joining us on another episode. We'll catch you on the next one. See you. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and for the weekly video version, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective.